Welcome to the Broadcast Nerd Hour. Where everything is 99% nerd and 1% everything else. Welcome back to the podcast. Welcome back, guys. So, a little, little short disclaimer here. Uh, we're both a little congested. We uh, have COVID. Don't yes. even sugarcoat it. We are sick right now. So <laughs> We were at Disney and Universal this past week, and we tested positive for COVID yesterday. I've never had it, and this is Dakota's second time having it. Yeah. Honestly, I think we both just kind of assumed we maybe had a cold. Or bronchitis, because neither of us ran a fever or running a fever or anything. But I was getting real congested and coughing and thought, let me go get some steroids. And the doctor asked me if I wanted to be tested. And I'm like, sure, why not? I've been around all these people. And lo and behold, I tested positive. And I honestly asked her three times because I didn't believe her. <laughs> so... Today we're going to talk about just a little brief cap into our trip and then um, then we are going to mostly talk about Kenobi. So we'll probably start the Kenobi part about 25 to 30 minutes in. Uh, we are going to cap our trip. Um, It'll probably be a little bit of a, <clears throat> sorry guys, a little bit of a uh, smaller episode today just because we're feeling a bit under the weather at the moment. Me personally, I think I sound a lot worse than I feel. But the plan is for the next few weeks, we're going to be releasing episodes on Fridays, recapping the current episodes of Kenobi. And then on Mondays or Tuesdays, we're going to be releasing mini episodes talking about different aspects of the vacation that we just took. Yeah, yeah. So coming into this episode where where do you want to start do you want to start just from the beginning of our trip just start with disney springs and go from there or yeah we spent pretty much the whole day that we got to orlando on sunday at disney springs dakota had never spent a whole lot of time there but we got the chance to really explore everything that we wanted to yeah so we spent the day at at Disney Springs, we got to explore a lot of the stores. The first thing we went and did was we built the custom, custom Lego minifigures. Which oh, yeah, I forgot we did that. Mm-hmm. That was the one of the very first things we did. Um, then we went to go eat. Uh, you'll have to refresh my memory on the name of the place, but we did go eat. We ate at Planet Hollywood, which we'll talk more about when we do our mini episode on food. Yeah. So, then we went to WAD. Uh, World of Disney, for yeah. anyone who doesn't know Disney acronyms. So, we went to WAD. Then we went to... We went to my old stomping ground where I used to work in yeah. Zone 3 and checked everything out. Um, I'm trying to recap that day because that day seemed like very long. Because we, we spent several hours at the Springs and then we backed up went and checked into the resort at Saratoga and then me and you had to come back which we had yeah, a traditional downpour. Let's talk about why we had to come back. So Disney's kind of phasing out magic bands at the moment and so the people that we were with, the family 
they had kind of taken care of a lot of this trip and one of the things they had done was get Dakota a magic band but it didn't come in so they gave they gave them a voucher for us to get Dakota a magic band and our gift shop at Saratoga was actually out of magic bands so well, they restocked, I know it's like halfway yeah, through the yeah. trip, but they were out the day that we arrived. Yeah, so we had ate dinner at our resort. It was at this place called like the Turf and Surf Club or something. Very good. We'll talk about it as well in our food episode. And afterwards, we were going to catch a boat over to Disney Springs to go and pick up Dakota Magic Band. Plus, I needed to get one because the one I had brought, something was like, it just didn't want to connect to um our reservation and stuff and I wanted a new one anyways well they shut the boats down because it started thundering and lightning and on the bus ride over to Disney Springs literally the sky fell out and I'm in this like cute little black sundress and when we got off the bus it like was pouring rain and we looked like we had both taken a shower yeah and I think I felt worse for the uh, bridal party. Yeah, there was a bachelorette group on our bus, too, that got soaked. And uh, I'm pretty sure them, along with you, also thought that the awning uh, where the buses stop at uh, was completely covered when it was really just a shade awning. I did. I did. So I slowed down because I was in sandals from running. But we went over to World of Disney again, and... They were totally out of magic bands as well, but luckily this really nice coordinator at World of Disney sprinkled us with some pixie dust and gave us some free rain ponchos. He was so nice. We really appreciated that, and we ended up getting personalized, custom-made magic bands at Marketplace Co-op, which is over there kind of the older section of disney springs it's really about the only place you can get a good variety of magic bands nowadays um most places just have a few different options but we ended up both really liking the ones that we picked out i really really i actually really liked my magic bank i had never seen one mine i ended up getting an ahsoka one i actually had never seen an ahsoka one before so i had it personalized and i really really liked it so that took uh it took an hour to make the magic bands uh so we just kind of wandered around uh in and out of the rainstorms at disney springs the rest of the time and finally when they were ready it had been perfect amount of time for the boats to start back up so we got to got on the boats and then we got to experience what we can only figure is where they are editing slash modifying Epcot's fireworks show Mm -hmm. because right exactly at nine o'clock when Epcot's show would have started they were also doing a they were also doing fireworks that were very near Disney Springs and as someone who has worked at Disney Springs I personally know that there are no fireworks for any nightly shows that are shot off that close. You can see Epcot's fireworks, but they're like super way off in the distance. They they were close enough to Disney Springs that there were people at Saratoga on their balconies Mm -hmm. watching. And they were very close. There was very little time delay uh, for for the sound of the explosion. Yes. But... 
it was going on exact and when we got off the boat you could actually see and hear Epcot's fireworks show because they had already stopped that one at that point so it was really neat it was a nice surprise it was a very nice surprise all we could figure is it was where they were modifying some time or something in the Epcot show and they were using that to hide it so but our resort was awesome I feel totally spoiled about it I don't want to talk a whole lot about it right now but yeah we could honestly do a whole show on it i have it wrote down because it was amazing and i now truly understand the appeal to deluxe resorts yeah i can i mean i can see it i don't know about going that deluxe again you know the the two-story condo deluxe but it was super nice. We were super fortunate that we got to stay For there. the amount of people we had, it was very, very nice. I didn't feel on top of... There was eight of us, and I did not feel on top of anyone. No. Uh, we actually had extra beds, you know, mm-hmm. surprisingly. We had, uh, we had one full extra bed at the end of, at the end of it all. Um, but su- just super nice. So then, after the whole mess of the Magic Bands and everything, we we start our first day out at Epcot. Mm-hmm. Um, it was really not crowded, too. No. For Memorial Day, it was, like, empty. And we, you know, just kind of a hint, even at Universal, we got in the parks early. Like, we had early access already, but we got in the parks even earlier than we were supposed to, mm-hmm. even though I think the Universal one was completely by mistake. Um, but even with Epcot, which Epcot was the only one that actually didn't let us navigate the full park, they let us in uh, essentially to the branch off to Nemo. Yeah. And but we got to stay there until park opening, which was nice because you know we we had a fifteen minute walk already taken care of for park opening but all the rest of the parks we were able to pretty much venture off and go ahead and get in the uh, Hollywood Studios I think let us in the earliest I think early entry was either 8 or 8.30 no it was 8 o'clock and we were walking to get in line at Rise of the Resistance at 7.45 like yeah. they had the park fully open and had started running rides at 7.45 and the Magic Kingdom Magic Kingdom stopped us but we were also that Magic Kingdom was the earliest we showed up to a park. Yeah, um, we were there a solid hour early. Mm-hmm. So they did. They stopped us again, uh, just past one of the bridges, uh, next to the castle on the right side. Uh, well, right next to mine train. Um, so they had us halted there, waiting for park opening. I think we ended up getting like ten, fifteen minutes early there. That they released us, but... We had really good luck with rope dropping on this trip. We learned some things. We learned that we are park hoppers, and we do like to take at least an hour to rest in the afternoons. Like, in our resort, even if we're not taking a nap, spending that hour a day laying in our bed really did help us. And even though we have literally preached this to ourselves since our last Disney trip... Again, here we are faced with the fact that you absolutely do need a rest day in between. Okay, to be fair, I don't think 
we would have been as tired. But we're pretty sure looking back now that COVID started for both of us either the Wednesday or Thursday. Wednesday for me we, and Thursday up, for you. I woke up Tuesday morning with the sore throat, which has been my main symptom this whole time. Um, for I woke, me, I had severe leg and foot pain, which I thought was from literally the fact on Tuesday my phone said we walked 10 miles. Yeah, I think the most we walked the whole trip was 12 miles, like, as far as, like, in one day. It, like, literally doesn't surprise me. But it's so hard to, like, decide, did we not feel good because COVID had started for us? Or did we not feel good because we were exhausted? Which is probably why we didn't realize that we were sick, sick. Yeah. So, I'm trying to think... Epcot was we didn't get to do Guardians of the Galaxy. We had But we're okay with it. Yeah, we had one slim opportunity. <clears throat> we actually so they're doing something different than they did with Rise of the Resistance. Instead of allowing all the all the lightning or not lightning lights, all the virtual queue fill up <clears throat> first thing in the morning, they are splitting it in half. So they are feeling to what well, I think to six o'clock and then, then they close it down. And then they reopen it at one to fill in open availabilities for cancellations from one o'clock on to close. Yeah. And then there was the extended park hours for our for our resort that was just for rides. Like it, that was all we were the only or us and a few other resorts were the only ones allowed in the park at that point in time. And we didn't even take advantage of we, it. We couldn't. It was the lightsaber kind of held us up. We had. Uh, me and Danny, which you ended up coming to, uh, we all went to Hollywood Studios to get our lightsabers and everything. So, so we stayed, we stayed very busy our first day, uh, but it was very enjoyable that we got to park hop and enjoyed that. Um, it it was very enjoyable. It was a really good trip. It was really different from our previous trip. And I loved it. The having the like so many of us there together, we were able to like swap groups around, and so none of us really got tired of each other, except my brother-in-law. He was like tired of everyone, like yeah, he from stayed the beginning. by himself most of the day. But he's also at the age too where he's, he's too cool want, to be seen with us. Yeah, he just wants to be on his own. Um. So then going into Tuesday, Tuesday was Hollywood Studios. So we, we did Hollywood Studios the night before. Then we did Hollywood Studios again. I don't want to talk much about Hollywood Studios. It deserves its own thing because we had some really cool things happen on that day. So we'll just yeah. leave it at. We went to Hollywood Studios. We went and we rested. And then where that did we... That was the we... day that we did three parks. Oh, yeah, because then we went over to Magic Kingdom for, like, a for, bit. Yeah, we were looking for your Haunted Mansion sign. Which I could not find. And then we it's jumped. Been discontinued since February, as uh, from what a cast member told us, mm-hmm. which is unacceptable, I think. Because, like, it, that sign's been for sale for since I was a kid. Ever. And then, like, all of a sudden, now that we're actually going to get it, now it's all of a sudden that... That's one of the complaints we have is the merchandise, but I've got that, like, wrote down for, like, another time. Like, we'll talk about all the merchandise issues we ran into. But then we did Epcot fireworks on our second night, and I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah, the Epcot show, 
I really liked it. Um, it didn't get me in my feelings, but I thought it was pretty cool for what it was. So I'm going to throw out there a, a probably a controversial opinion at this. Um, I would almost say that I enjoyed the Epcot show more than I did the current Magic Kingdom show. I'm going to agree with you on that. I kind of liked Magic Kingdom's fireworks, but I thought that, like, comparing it to the last two shows, like, it was definitely the worst. Well, it was not... I expected way more for the 50th anniversary. It To me, it's... it the magic kingdom show lacked the wow factor now the visual part of it i really like that as far as the light show and everything they brought in a bunch of the the newer stuff that's made that's continuing the disney legacy the new movies yeah but i thought even projection wise happily ever after was cooler than it well yeah the other problem i had too though i noticed they kept like they reused it's they have look disney has a big enough palette that they can use whatever they want for their lot show they own a lot of franchises but they have a lot of original franchises and their own original stuff that they can use but in the in the magic kingdom show they kept reusing a lot so they luke came up three or four times Hercules came up three or four mm-hmm. times. Moana came up probably ten times. Princess Tiana came up several times. Yes. Um, there Frozen, was someone else. Frozen yeah. came up once or twice. It was very... It, I was. I figured they would overuse it more than the other ones, but I was really surprised that Moana showed up as much as she did. I love Moana. I have no problem with it. To me, for years, I thought Moana was a better movie than Frozen personally mm-hmm. um i think it just was an all-around better movie had a better message had better everything um that's me i'm probably everybody probably is mad now because i said that but i i they there were several things that they used a lot but then you sit there and think like how much do they they really could have put in this and use still was a good light show but then you go to look at the Epcot one, and it, it like the Epcot light show or the screen show, I guess you could say it wasn't necessarily a light show. Um, it was almost like they were like trying not to copyright their own products. Mm-hmm. They used like, a lot of the same music that they used in Happily Ever After. Yeah, but but like if you notice on the light show, they didn't use like the actual imaging from any of those shows. Like mm-hmm. when they did the Moana song and it. They didn't. They just showed like a Hawaiian theme almost. They didn't show any of the actual monsters. Uh, when they did the Mulan, they just they they did more tributes to the world or to not. The, I say the world to the countries that that they those songs are representing instead of the movies, which I really enjoyed. That still a fantastic finale. That that show was a really awesome finale. And I hope my mother listens to this because she was heartbroken after it because she wanted to film the finale. So I was already filming it for our <laughs> podcast. Well, she was next to me filming also. She was all excited. She was in her feelings. And my sister turned around and she was like, you got all that, right? And she's like, yes, and looks at her phone and realized she had she was on the photo part of her camera and not mm-hmm. the video. And she had been pressing and holding on the photo part so it only took 
where iPhones does the 30 seconds of the shutter flash or whatever it is. And that's it stopped after the 30 seconds. So I had the full minute and 45 second finale where she only had the 30 seconds shutter flash. And that was it. Uh, that was funny. But I really enjoyed the Epcot show. And it was super nice to get in there to it. Um, so my mom had ran into, or my mom and my sister, one had ran into a cast member that recommended to go to Canada and mm-hmm. to get in front of the restaurant there right when you come into Canada, uh, right there on the water. And it was actually a very, I liked that spot a lot. My only complaint was that there was bugs. <laughs> well, it was, mos- the mosquitoes were really bad. They were like attacking us. And there was kind of a tree obstructing my view a little bit. The tree wasn't really obstructing my view. Um, the What was obstructing my view was the angle. You could tell we weren't at the angle that the show was meant to be watched at. Mm-hmm. Um, that was the only thing that obstructed the view. But I wasn't more... I was more concerned with the fireworks than the actual light show of it. I, I guess that's why it didn't bother me like I thought it would. Yeah. So, we did Universal on our third day. Plot twist. Unpopular opinion. We didn't really care for Universal. There were things we liked about Universal as a whole. We're good for 10 years. Yeah. So, and we'll we'll talk in another episode more about the ride issues we have. But, I guess what my big problem is, and Disney's just as guilty with it too... We rode several rides at Disney that new rides mm-hmm. that are like this, and I don't like that the new way of rides is simulation points. You know, it. The, I. It's cheating. Yeah, it's cheating. I can I can let go of some of the rides that are the. I wanted to say, my mom calls it Gringotts. Gringotts, no Gringotts. It's, yeah. Uh, but the Gringotts ride and the, even the Castle ride, I'll even put in it, the that it's simulation, but it's still on a roller coaster track. Uh, I can let those slide. It's still cheating, but they're, it's not as bad. I can let those slide, even though it's still cheating, but I can let those go. But you even like Rise of the Resistance, as, as they do such a good job with, not, like, yeah, they have the simulated views, but there is a lot of... It's very little simulation. There's a lot of, yeah, real props yes. there and animatronics still. So, but it is, I don't like that that's the new thing. Ratatouille was... Ratatouille that, was the first thing we rode, and it made me a little motion sick. It And it wasn't the, I mean, it was a little jerky, but it was relying a lot of, let's spin a bunch. Let's, you know... It, I don't care much for that. Like if I, I almost would rather go back to the themed roller coaster rides at that point. Which I mean, I enjoy themed roller coaster rides. It's just hard for me to get really extreme on roller coasters. But so Universal, there was a couple of things that we did like better. I think Universal's got the Fast Pass game figured out. Oh yes, and like they've the, they've got Disney beat hands down in that yeah, department. The their app system works better. We actually yeah. didn't to get didn't get to work with. We were only there for one day, so we didn't get to work with the app system, hands on, uh, like we did with Genie Plus. And we're gonna do a whole episode. Probably our next episode will be of a little thirty minutes segment on 
how to properly well, we understand it now yes. we wasted some money but we understand it now so if you have any desire to learn how Genie Plus works, we're going to go through and explain it. And we're going to tell you what nobody told us about it. Yes, because I scoured multiple podcasts, and the only podcast that I found that even gave helpful suggestions was my Disney Travel Secrets podcast I listened to. And even with them, they gave more of, like, they gave more of hints of, what to do to make it easier, but not of actually how to use it. Mm -hmm. So we want to go through and show people how to use it, the best parks to use it on, and which parks not to waste your money on unless you want to use it to practice with. Yeah, so I think this is a good point to... Transition to Kenobi. Let's transition into Kenobi. Transition. Transition. My brother-in-law, I did shirts for him for Kenobi, and he had a handful of people ask him about it because there are no Kenobi shirts he, out there. He hinged his whole Disney look oh my on, on two Kenobi shirts and one uh, Gryffindor shirt. That was all he wanted. He didn't want... I. I did through. I wanted a true fan shirt for my Star Wars day. I had the the revenge is not the Jedi way, and then I am no Jedi on my shirt with the custom insignia, everything. I had, and Jackie had seven different shirts that she used, even though I think she only wore like three of them. No, she actually wore them all. <laughs> did she? Yeah. I only. I just knew I, I, I kept super washing different them. themes. I had like. Marvel and then Gravity Falls and then the Gravity Falls one you probably get the cutest response to. We were just randomly walking somewhere, yeah. And this was it a little girl or is she I was probably about a teenager. But she walked by and she went, "I love that show." Yeah, and, and we just knew it just instantly that 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 made our day for the trip because that was the first time anybody commented on one of our shirts personally got a lot of comments on my um stepfather-in-law shirt he had a shirt that said my favorite disney villain is my wife apparently he had like several people like ask him a lot of people took pictures of it oh really i didn't know that yeah that's funny uh we also had a bunch of people comment on our um on our Universal shirts. Yeah. Because it just worked out that I'm Ravenclaw, you're a Slytherin, mm-hmm. my brother's Gryffindor, and my sister, even is, though she literally doesn't watch any of the Harry nope. Potter stuff, happened to be a Hufflepuff. I totally called it. I was like, when we were deciding shirts to do for Universal, I kind of wanted us to all do our houses, and I, I told... Dakota, I'm like, I bet she's a Hufflepuff. She just is like a well-rounded person in that way. And lo and behold, she took a test and she is a Hufflepuff. And it worked out. See, I so I did reflective vinyl on all the shirts, mm-hmm. and I did the the movie correct uh, house logos. Yeah. And then I did a supporting, or you kind of had picked this originally, but we did a supporting figure on the thing. So you had Slytherin, you wanted to do the Death Eaters. I did the Deathly Hallows on mine. I did the Sword of Gryffindor on Danny's. And then, surprisingly, there's really nothing for Hufflepuff. So we just put some attributes (laughs) on the front. It said, like, patience and loyalty. Yeah, like it. Which is just so fitting. So, but yeah, that, that, so, but yeah, transitioning into Kenobi, we did his shirt with the Kenobi logo on it. 
and he got a lot of comments on it. He was really wanting. He people literally to wore it like three times. Yes, I had, I I had to do so much laundry on this trip because we had a plan for people to wear shirt, certain shirts certain days. And nobody wore them on the days whoa, they were supposed whoa, to. Whoa, I did. Well, that's because me and you had it, were the ones who made the plan. Yeah, it was a it was a good trip, but Kenobi came out literally the night before that we were was it the night before we left or two nights it came out thursday night early it had the early release addressing the controversy that's currently going on so this pro this this podcast brought the broadcast nerd hour we do not condone any type of racism Mm -hmm. we don't want it a part of our podcast we don't want it associated with it and before anybody comes in, because I know in the bonus episode we posted last week, I spoke about my my current state of mind toward the character Areva. Mm-hmm. That is not to be taken in any type of racism. I'm not enjoying how how they portrayed her knowledge in the first two episodes. She's better in episode three, but I think we need to address the fact that I'm sure there is people out there that are sending her racial slurs, comments through that. That's not something we are doing. That's not something we're going to do. I think what people need to realize is what this is the same thing that happened with Ray from Disney and Lucasfilm. Um, They're sending us a poorly written uh, poor character development and just kind of shoving it down our throats um, and expecting us to like and if we don't then they stand back and go well you're racist or sexist and that's not the case um, I do feel like there's things that Raven knows from the first two episodes that she shouldn't know that that nobody is supposed to know. Uh, the first one is the fact that Anakin Skywalker is Darth Vader. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not public knowledge at this point in time. That's that's not public knowledge at all. You know it. So there's a couple things, and there's some comments she makes in it that it she just seems too bre- too big for her breeches, as somebody once would say. I think what is going on outside of the show itself is that a lot of Star Wars fans agree that, like, the mass majority of Star Wars fans themselves that don't like her character are not the ones that are going online and bullying her and sending her death threats and and really, really um, horrible racist remarks just like with anything else you've just got trolls out there who don't know anything but i don't want it to be portrayed as just because we don't like this character yeah. doesn't mean we're being racist well and and, and that that goes for anyone like you yeah. can disagree with a character and it just has to do with the fact that the writers just like sucked at writing this and character. this isn't like she's the first black character exactly. in the star wars universe she's not even She's not the first, and she's not even the first black female character that's been in Star Wars. I think it's more of a... I think it is a female issue with Star Wars because this is not the first time this has happened. This happened with Daisy, who plays Rey. She was bullied 
off of social media as well because of her role as Ray and how like badly the character was. I think, and if you look in the past, you know, past is, repeats itself. I think with the franchise as big as Star Wars is, because if you look back, how every generation is going to see it that's viewing it, that this isn't like the originals. Well, and, and then then because you have this you have this problem with the true the or the I'm sorry the the prequels that got they, a lot of hate all around. Bullied Hayden Christensen and Ian McGregor to the point of both of them saying that they would never return to the franchise to the point that they didn't realize how big their characters had became in recent years. Natalie and, Portman said it almost ruined her movie career. Yeah. Because of how much hatred they And I they fully got. believe that's the reason why she isn't in the Kenobi series, mm-hmm. or at least as of this point, because of that. And so... So we just want to make it clear that here at the Broadcast Nerd Hour... We do not stand with any form of racism, bullying, anything like that. We welcome healthy discussions and disagreements of characters because at the end of the day, like Dakota will openly tell you he doesn't really care for Ray, but I'm still like, not that I'm team Ray, but I don't have the dislike for her like he does. Every problem I have with Ray is a story problem. Yeah. Every problem I have with Ray is a story problem. I think she would be a great character outside of the Skywalker trilogies. I think she would be a great character in her own in her own form. So I took the time. I was really, you know, they had Ewan McGregor put out a statement about everything that was going on. And man, just like going through reading some of people's comments was like mind-blowing for some but then others i'm like yes this is exactly how we feel and here is like one i just want to share that someone put so i just want to share this one comment that i read because i think it just kind of openly summons up how like a lot of star wars fans are feeling at the moment it says i thought rava's acting was fine but the chase scenes were awful and i can't excuse the open sharing of the fact that vader is anakin no way she would know that and Daddily, no way she would openly broadcast it if she did. Vader is going to kill her, but he would have long ago if he knew she knew his secret. Yes, and so going from going from a canon standpoint, keep in mind the fact that Vader used to... Okay, so Vader's Fist, which is the 501st clone troopers that... Is the 501st clone troopers that were brought over to the Empire. They were Vader's right-hand personal army. He used to completely sh- just immutilate them and kill them for the fact of just seeing him without his mask on. Mm-hmm. Seeing him just... And just know... So the fact of anybody at all knowing that who he really is, because the rest of the galaxy is supposed to think that Anakin's dead. If you go to his, or go to the Jedi Temple, I I can't think it's Jedi Temple, there's somewhere that's got a placard for him uh, stating, like, all that he did in the Clone Wars and how how much of a hero Anakin was. So, I just, 
that's my complaints with it. Now, episode three, she is a much better character, I think. She she kind of gets put in her place by the fifth brother really yes. fast. And, and but, like, even with that say, you know, the fifth brother isn't even being portrayed exactly how I want it. Really, the Inquisitor is all together kind of disappointing. The Grand Inquisitor doesn't look like he's supposed to because we've already seen a live-action version of, of his character, or not his character, of his species. Um, then the fifth brother, he... The fifth brother doesn't have the energy behind him like he should, which is fine. I can that can grow on me, but but Rava, Rava. I guess I'm expecting Rava to have the energy like Trilla did in Jedi Fallen Order, because Trilla was what I want an Inquisitor to be. That's what when I think of an, an Inquisitor is Trilla or the Seventh Sister. Something like that. Just a ruthless, vicious killing machine that is only out for herself. Which we're starting to kind of see with Rava, but like I don't know. There just it just feels like something's it, missing. There there is something. Even when she was talking to Vader and she like blamed I don't want to say killing the Grand Inquisitor because it's not like necessarily confirmed that he was killed, but she like blames like her stabbing on she, Kenobi. She, yeah, she claims that Kenobi. Yeah, him. I don't know. So we'll see what happens. Which I, you know, if you know Rebels, you know, spoiler alert, he's not dead. I would. Expect, but it's gonna. But that's like the big thing. Are they gonna keep that canon or not? I, I just that would blow my mind if Disney retcons their own canon. Um, so, but can we can we just talk about? Vader torturing Kenobi, dragging him through the fire. Oh my God! Uh, yes. If it wasn't need, if it didn't need already be said, you know, definite spoilers. I think we gave you a plenty enough warning. With we gave you a thirty minute warning on the spoiler portion yes. of this. So, yeah, the fact that he went <laughs> when Kenobi goes, look at what you've become, and Vader, Vader looks at him and goes, "This is what you've made me." And then ends up dragging him through fire, just slowly, just, but doesn't kill him, doesn't want to kill him, puts the fire out, and I can't remember her name, but then she comes and shoots the fire, or shoots the emerald and reignites the fire. Vader just lets him, lets him get away. Like, he, Vader does not want to kill him right now. He wants to, I think Vader wants to, like, literally cut him piece by piece away, like law-abiding mm. citizen style, just to is torture him and make him wish he was dead. Yeah, that was a very... That was gruesome. It was very gruesome. I, I was, like, a little shot. I feel like a lot is happening early on, which makes me wonder what the last couple of episodes going to look like of this show. Oh, I know. And so... Because there's only, what, six episodes? Yeah, so we've got... Yeah. We've only got three left. Yeah, we're halfway done. Yeah. Which feels crazy. Well, because they, they released the yeah. first two together. So, but with that, you think about, though... So, we got, we got the one fight out of the way, which was, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't the Mustafar fight, it, but it was, 
it was there. It it gave us reference of, to see that Kenobi was is not as powerful as he once was, but Vader is. Vader is at his strongest, and he is full with rage. So, if you take just all that in consideration, this is going to be good. Um, so we, of course, we leave the episode with Rava has has Leia. So, oh, and another thing I want to say about Leia, have you noticed her outfits in the last three episodes? The outfits and then the hair. The, so, we have her outfits that show that her stance, that eventually show what she wears in the original trilogy. The original trilogy, it shows her as a diplomat, shows her as a princess slash prisoner however you want to look at it like that but then it also shows her as a rebel um but then the big thing i noticed with her hair is at the end of episode two coming into episode three we see her braid unwinds and it's laying on the same side as if you were a jedi padawan Mm -hmm. where like so showing her that showing to us as the audience that she is now the learner for kenobi um which I I just I love that symbolism. That meant a lot to me. Um, so many references back to Padme too, uh, showing what she she would be if Padme was still around, or even if Anakin never turned, uh, what the galaxy would be. I really hope we get a cameo with Natalie Portman of like some sort, some type of flashback or yeah. something. Yeah, that... I think she needs to redeem herself, like, as much as we want to see it. I mean, and the thing is, she wasn't loved as a character. No. Um, I think she would be now. I think what you... I think she's like Anakin and Kenobi. She's a part of these characters that the the general audience that watch those movies are now of age to speak up about them, to where, you know, it... The prequels were not widely accepted up until recent years. Well, if you look in recent years, you have people like me and you that are now 25, 26, 27. In those ages, that would have been children when they watched these movies. They're now at the age to where they mean mean more to them. These are the movies we grew up with. These are This is our Star Wars. Just like the all the current issues we're having with the sequels... People like my sister, will, or is that's her Star Wars. Mm-hmm. She's going to come more to love it as she gets older. So, I think she, I think Natalie Portman would be widely accepted back in her position. Even though I know she has her hands full with coming back to Marvel in the Thor position. So yeah, she's got a lot going on at the moment. You know, and she always. <laughs> I think what people don't realize with her is like. She's like she has some several good movies out there, but like she didn't do too great. Or uh, she did fine in the Thor movies, but the Thor movies didn't do too no, great either. No, he that she was in. So maybe she just needs to stick clear of trilogies for now. Yeah, or fantasy. <laughs> yeah. So it just, I think she'd be widely accepted by. Um, I'm just, I'm really excited for what we've got coming. I can't wait for episode four. I mean, just everything we got in episode three, 
I would love to do a deeper breakdown of episode three, but with us splitting it with the Disney episode, I'm just doing a brief overview. When we come to episode four, I probably will do a deep dive into it, and we'll do a frame-by-frame breakdown. Um, But, yeah, I I mean, is there any other questions you have about the episode before we jump off? No, I think just from, like, our trip and now having COVID, I'm just so exhausted. Like, part of my brain is still cut off for the moment, and I know you kind of feel the same way. Yeah, that it it is hard because I'm... It's been a couple of days since I've watched Kenobi. Uh, I did. I've already rewatched it twice. But we, I had, I after driving home ten hours and being sick the whole drive home, and then coming home and being sick all day yesterday and now today, it, it is wearing on me. So and we like because of when our symptoms started, <coughs> and because of when our symptoms started, we come out of quarantine tomorrow because of the new CDC guidelines when we go back to work. Yeah. So. So, again, we're going to be releasing little bonus episode. I guess you can't even consider them bonus episodes. They're I'm calling episode. it a mini-series. Yeah. We, we'll come up with a numbering system for them that make, doesn't make the Spotify stuff look crazy, but... <laughs> uh, because it's not a bonus episode, but it's like a short mini series. Yeah, and we're gonna we just want to go over just I think each part deserves each part deserves its own breakdown of what's what's new, what's available, what what there is to do, and then there's Universal. Then there we're gonna um, talk about food. Yes, we're gonna talk about the resort, Disney transportation. Oh, we're gonna talk yeah. about everything that we learned. Yeah, this it, is a much different trip than the last one that we took. We learned a lot from this trip, and. I, I guess it would I guess you could say just with it being post covid uh everything about this trip was like a more mature version yeah. of our last trip everything was we time handled a lot better we watched things harder it, so I'm excited to talk about all that of course we have our episode coming up for Kenobi we are changing our dates of release times a little bit with us doing the mini series and with Kenobi's going on right now so we'll keep you posted on it check out our TikTok for any videos yeah we got our montages from the week over there we're going to be posting more videos and I have this really cool outfit TikTok video that I did that if I do say so myself is my most favorite TikTok I have ever done it took me all week because I had to do one every day for my outfits because I'm a huge girl when it comes to my Disney outfits and <laughs> everything that goes into it. Yeah, check it out. It's very, very adorable. Oh, thanks, babe. <laughs> so we're going to close it out. I hope everybody has a great week. And just remember, good vibes. Good vibes and be kind. Bye. Bye.